Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. So next up here is for each of you to pop something in the chat, whether that is, it can be a question that you have for me that you would like some guidance on. It could be something that you want to present to the group that you would love feedback on. It can be an obstacle that you're currently dealing with in your business, something that you keep running into, a struggle. It can be a goal that you have for a business and you're looking for maybe some strategy to figure out, okay, how, here's the goal, but I'm not really sure how to get there. So if each of you can just head over to the chat and then pop something in there, and then we'll kind of start going through those. As we go through them, I am absolutely here to lead and facilitate the conversation, but also you guys are more than welcome to use the chat or if you want to chime in. This is a collaborative place and conversation. And I believe that each of us has a different view, perspective. You know, We've all lived different lives and have different stories. So we can bring that to the table. And I think that's what makes this a little more of a different space is that I'm here to coach, but also you're here to get feedback and start conversations with other powerful women who can see different things that I may not see and that you don't see. So that's our next step. So you guys can head over to the chat, pop something in there. I'm looking for guidance on re-messaging. When you're changing your messaging, in my case, on a quiz, so that it draws in the right people, how to retarget those people by acknowledging that you're shifting. Okay, so promotional piece of it. Yeah, give me some more insight on... Like, are you shifting the Are your ideal client? Is that what you're like? No. So like... It's about, it's a quiz to kind of determine where you land in the scale of like, if I need like a complete systems overhaul, if I like, what type of like adjustment do I need in my systems to have the optimized organization experience that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to that type of messaging, it's not pretty. People don't like, it originally was called like systems evaluation quiz. That's not cute, hot, sexy, nothing. Nobody wants to take that quiz. So. I've changed it to where it's like untangle, you know, your behind the scenes and like having the more direct, thick, targeted words that like my target people are using. And I'm just, I haven't like spoke it out into existence where it's like, hey, I was calling it this. Now I'm calling it this because I don't want it to look like a different thing, but I want Mm -hmm. it to be like, this is a lot more clean now. So you understand what I was saying because- Mm. Systems is not something that people like want to talk about, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's why. But it's important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You and Allie just do that and I'll be over here. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I get exactly what you're saying. And I think honestly, this is it. I really like this topic because there's a bigger topic that is like pivoting, right? Or changing your messaging if you do shift to a different type of clientele. But specifically for this, I would say, you know, there's, Sometimes it's the simple thing that works the best, meaning that just saying that, like, honestly, Brooke, just being like, I called it this and I realized that was my language. And you guys were probably like, Ooh, I don't want to take this. 
but here's what it actually does. And that's why I'm calling it this. Like we tend to just overcomplicate things as people in general. So if you're just like, this is what I was calling it. That didn't make sense. This is why. And just kind of put that out there. But even with that, it's almost like that's more for you and like your perfectionism than it is for anybody else. Because people on the other side generally wouldn't care. Like people, businesses rebrand and get new logos and stuff like that all the time. And none of us are like, oh, why did you do that? So I think that there's something there too, to where I just wouldn't sweat it that much. And when you are promoting it and when you're finding that new message, lean towards like, obviously you want your ideal is for like CEOs to take this to figure out what they need in their business, right? Okay. So, you know, and and we can get some more feedback from the other CEOs in here too. Like as a CEO for me, it's, you know, I want to know like smoothness, streamline, and speaking to like what that smoothness, simplifying, streamline, oh, three S's. I just made that up. And <laughs> like speaking to like, what is that going to do for my business? Like when I take this quiz and discover this, what is it? So leaning heavy on the transformation, like I would say, don't even worry about like what's in the features, what they're going to find out as much as like, when you take this, you'll be able to X, Y, Z. Is that clear? Is that helpful? Yeah, that's super helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I, and I would just say just from like personal and obviously seeing your stories and and paying attention, just minimize it. Like just make it again, kind of more simple, like take this so you can get this, take this so you can get this. I've found, cause I've done a lot of experimenting with messaging that there's, there's like the people we talked about this with sales pages, right? So there's people that read the whole sales page, every detail. And there's people that read like the first couple sentences. I'll like scroll down and I'll be like, okay, where's the thing that tells me this? Okay, I want it or I don't want it. So, you know, just being able to kind of please those audiences. So you have those beautiful story sequences that are super detailed. You could also play with posting some story sequences that are like super simple. Like take this quiz to streamline your business. And then looking at the the data of like how many clicks do you get when you post that? Because that's going to be probably more appealing to me and the other women in here can speak to as far as like taking a quiz. Like I'm more of like that curious brand. Like what happens if I click this? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was looking at my click rate when it came to like the actual landing page. And that's when I knew I needed to change my messaging just because like... I'm I'm getting great traffic, like 900, almost a thousand people clicking on it. But the return on people taking that and dropping off is greatly significant. So it's just like, mm. it's, compl- I don't know, my completion rate is not where it should be, but people are clicking to it. So that's why I'm trying to change the messaging around it and talking more in their language, which is harder for me because I don't speak their language, but they don't speak mine. So exactly, exactly. And you get to, oftentimes I find when it's kind of a situation where you have to flip to where it's like, you know, you're, think about like, what would be put yourself because it is still you, like you're still the CEO of your business. So what would appeal to you? Like after a long day of work, do you want to read like 10 of those slides or do you just want to say, Oh, like, what is this going to do? But I really think that, and this is just sales in general for all of you, like just leaning really heavy on the transformation of like, okay, if I take this, this is going to happen. That's going to get more people, especially when it comes to a completion rate of something. 
right? Because we've all done like courses, stuff like that, and like stopped in the middle. But it's like, if you complete this to the end, then you'll be able to X, Y, Z. Thank you. Of course. Feeling called to shift the way I serve my clients and offer my services. Is there a smooth way to do this or is it best to just hit the ground running? (laughs) Smooth, not smoothie. Yeah. Well, drink smoothies while you do it and then it will be smooth for sure. So here's the thing. As somebody who has pivoted a lot, I think if you know, Allie, how you want to serve people and it's really clear, you can do this a couple of different ways. You can just like do the damn thing and figure out, okay, there's going to be a transition period of like, if you're still, if you still have clients that are like, not so much things you want to do anymore, what does it look like? Do you, are you trying to move up in your business and you want to do like less of the implementation, like trying to figure out like the, Mm -hmm. all the little pieces, have you kind of mapped out what you want it to look like? Honestly, kind of just like, like I had the feeling like a couple months ago and then I started my yoga training. And I'm like, I just want to fully integrate mindful practices with my clients. Like I want to Mm. offer them like free yoga sessions throughout the month because I just know that staying balance is something that I'm passionate about. But I really see that in like the women that I work with them sometimes not honoring the boundaries that they have set. And so I want to give them practices that I am learning, but also like invite them to join me in doing it. So we can all kind of like in a community, just like be more mindful of how we're showing up every day and really tuning back into ourselves. Um, mm. And then I, I definitely want to shift the way that I'm, I'm working with clients mm. and that I'm, I'm slowly doing. Cause I've hired two assistants to just help me in different areas of my business, which has been incredible. But I definitely want to continue that transition too. But I'm just like, I also see another question about like incorporating spirituality in the offers. And like, I definitely feel like I don't want to turn people away if they don't agree with it. I just want them to know that it's there if they want, want it. You know, the first thing that I'm thinking about specifically for you is I think that it's probably just another offer under your umbrella. Okay. I think that sometimes okay. we have it, like, we have to remember that like we can have multiple businesses and we can hold multiple businesses. So I think that there's a way that businesses can overlap just as a great example of this, right? So she's the CEO of the audiobook company. She also has her podcast company. So her podcast company is independent, but you know, started to grow. So she has to utilize some of the editors from the audiobook company. So that being said, like, you could absolutely have like your clients that you're serving, like these high powered women and like have them also be their yoga teacher, but it doesn't have to be, they can overlap while still running separately. And it's honestly, it's smart for us to have multiple revenue streams. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in how you integrate this into the business, it doesn't necessarily need to be like a whole new social media. Like there's different pieces that we can kind of play with. But I'm really thinking that it's a different lane. I'm thinking it's a whole separate lane. The yoga Mm -hmm. is a whole separate lane. And because that's so much of who you are, I think sometimes we don't realize that that will like bleed into what we do anyways, because just by you being the example of who you are and you attracting those kind of people. So like Mm -hmm. maybe you are like the yoga practitioner for the high powered woman and like, you know, or Yeah. So then it's like, you know, I bring a lot of balance and maybe you do have a package that's like, yes, I have your VA services, but I also make you slow the fuck down. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I love that. That definitely 
is easier for my brain to like grasp, but also like organize too. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So play with it and see kind of how that could, because again, you can design packages that have both, but I would kind of like think of it as a separate thing first and then figure out how they could play together. Okay. I love that. Thank you. Of course. Okay. I've got two things. I'm hoping to get two new one-on-one clients in the next month or two. And the last eight-ish months have been slower for me. I guess any thoughts or light bulb people might have on new strategies for that. Okay. So strategy for bringing in new clients specifically. I think it would be cool if everybody in here could pop into the chat, like what has been something like that has helped you in the past with getting new clients. And that way we get a variety of different answers. I think there is part of this that is like the times that we're in and being aware of that. And what I mean by that is this is why you see me leaning more into collaboration, community, in person. People are a little bit tired of online and apps and stuff like that. And so they're very selective about the rooms that they're entering. So I think that when it comes to just, you know, being aware of what's going on right now in our world and that people are desiring just to get out more and like, how could you work that in your favor? You know, I'm really telling everybody and it's been pretty cool to see like some of my clients starting to think about like doing more in-person things and, and branching out into local communities and making more connections in person. So I think that would be a great idea for you, Sarah, because again, like you are with what you do specifically, I think that it's a double-edged sword because you literally like every woman needs you, but also every woman's ashamed to probably admit that she needs you. So that's where, you know, that's, I think why you have a hard time is it kind of like we've discussed before is like breaking through that shame. And I'm sure Melissa, you probably see some, some similarities with, with the self-love because Sarah does like body health and like bringing women back into their, their bodies and intuitive eating and stuff like that. So my suggestion would be leaning on collaboration, starting to think about what connections you can make in your local community. And and you guys, this goes for everybody, like the collaborations, like if we think about how businesses were built from the beginning, right? Foundations were in order for you to get your name out there, you have to meet people, right? It's like in the post I posted the other day that it was a little harsh, but I was like, we've become really lazy and entitled. You know, we just expect to pop on an app and post a thing and people to hire us. Yes, it does work sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. So what else can we do? What other rooms can we get into? So I think we all kind of have to shift our minds right now to where, okay, if less and less people are desiring to be on apps for connection, then what other rooms can we put ourselves in to connect with people? So I think that would be my biggest push for you, Sarah, is to really lean into collaborations. Like make that your strategy. Like I'm going to collaborate with somebody every week, whether that is on the app and IG live, whether that is, you know, podcast outreach, whether that is literally sending an email to like somebody local. Is there a gym that you could teach at? Is there a, you know, health clinic that has similar values? Is there a yoga studio? Is there, there's so many places that like, I think that also what you could do is craft some sort of like pitch to introduce yourself and say, Hey, I would love to come teach a workshop, make it free, paid, whatever you feel. Here's like three topics that I speak on. 
And I would love to come teach that to your members, specifically for like gyms. I I feel like yoga studios, Pilates, like something like that to where it's like the, the gentle art. So that would, that's what I would suggest, like leaning heavy on networking and collaboration. I'm not saying that social media is dead because it's not because it's 2022 and we're all going to have it. But I do think that there's so like a whole new world out there that's in your community. And that's so fulfilling for your soul too, to just be be in your community and doing that kind of work. So that would be my suggestion as far as strategies for getting people to come in. It's just continuing to put yourself in new rooms new rooms, new connections, new people. And like I told you on on Instagram the other day, and I was like, reach out to that person. And you're like, I did it. I'm like, okay, now do it 20 more times. Like for real, just if there's nothing, there's no shame in reaching out and introducing yourself and saying, here's who I am and here's what I do. Because at the very least, whatever, they read it, they don't respond. They still know your name and they still know what you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because it's more important for all of us in here. We care so much more about our impact than we care about our egos. So, and then your second question Has anyone done a self paced course or hybrid course? I have six pre recorded videos on intro to intuitive eating that I've already created and I'm looking to make a profit off of. Yeah. You guys can answer. I don't know if any of you guys have done this. Brooke has. I have, and I absolutely love that format just because I'm such a person who would like sit down and binge something, whether it's like a show on Netflix or I don't know, anything. Like if I have all of that information in front of me, I know I can be like, all right, cool. I'm just going to knock this out. I, I like that personally. Mm. Yeah. And Sarah, it might just be doing it and putting it out there. You know? The hardware for me is like, the the price point for it to be honest yeah it's tricky so I'm not sure I just was wondering if anybody else had done that and like where they kind of landed on what that would cost I mean pricing in and of itself like if you like make it known that it's like a do-it-yourself type thing and I mean show that show the value like what's all of it inside of it like the price point to me is just like it doesn't matter based on the value if that makes sense so it's like I wouldn't I don't know, think too hard into that piece if it was me, because if I'm seeing everything that I'm going to get, that transformation is more valuable than anything. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. depending on if it's a, what's it called? Like a group experience where you, you know, drip out the content, whatever, versus all of it at once. I mean, you could charge more if you want, but I mean, at the same time, the transformation is more valuable to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it really heavily depends on who it's for too, because obviously it could be applicable to anyone, but in your marketing specifically, like who are you marketing it towards? You know, because it's like if your ideal client for this is like a stay at home mom that's not working versus, you know, a busy woman who has no time for herself, those are two different clients who are have two different financial situations. So I think that's what you have to figure out first. I think you first have to figure out who is it for first. And then once you know who it's for, then price it. You know, like because that's that's really what matters is it can be the same thing, but who are you giving it to? Yeah, I was thinking along the lines of like the 
part of the reason, like the, the shame element, right? So this is something that like you just do on your own. And if you're like, I, I have been dieting, I know I shouldn't be. I don't know what the hell intuitive eating actually is. It's that I'm too afraid to work with there. I don't want to confront my issues with my body, but I want to learn more. And each one is under 30 minutes. There's just six of them between 20 and 30 minutes. It's like a very easy, this is literally what intuitive eating is. I walk you through all of it. And you can mm. do you will. You don't need me checking in being like, hey, did you stop weighing yourself? So I feel like it's the more like stepping stone, dipping your toe in the water kind of offering I would have. Yeah. You know, I just had the thought like thinking of with the kind of shame being an element. What if, what if you did pricing at like priced it as a self-paced course, but then did some sort of like VIP offer for like Voxer with you or something like that? Because it, it might just not be something that people are comfortable doing in a group format and that could be what's holding them back how does that feel that sounds good I mean that's kind of what I feel like I don't understand what it is that I'm trying to land on but that's kind of like where my arrow is pointing me I guess yeah okay and then you don't have to do open close enrollment either that's also something I'm no launch period I just want it to be an evergreen this is always there always the money there you go yeah so that's what I would do have a self-paced course and then have a VIP option that offers like a period of time in Boxer with you as they go through the course. Love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. And can I yeah, jump and then, in real quick? Yeah, of course. I think that's a really great idea because my yoga training is completely self-paced, but there's always an option to meet with someone for questions or just for extra support. And then there's also an opportunity where you can like pay for their time as well if it's not a group setting. So like there's free group settings, but if you want to meet one-on-one, then you can like reach out and pay for like a lead instructor's time too. So I think that's a really great idea because it gives them just the opportunity for extra support if they're needing it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. And then again, like no open clothes, then it's always there. And then you just add that to your product suite. So, you know, if you can upsell, downsell and it's there too. Thank you. Of course. Of course. I'm wanting to integrate spirituality into my offerings, but I don't want to close off to folks who aren't into that or unfamiliar with it. Such a stigma around majority of my practices. Any tips for those who use spiritual practices in their processes? I mean, my first reaction to this is like, if somebody's not going to hire you because of something that you like, then they don't, you don't want them to hire you anyways. Truly, anytime that you are going to have to put a mask or a different hat or a different coat on to enter in the room with somebody else, it's never going to feel quite right. And it's not fair to you and it's not fair to them. So the best thing that you can do is just answer your own desires, do the things that you want to do. And if people are turned off by it, just let them be. Because for every person that's turned off, there will probably be 10 more that are turned on. And that's the truth of it. So that, I mean, that would be honestly my recommendation. And I know specifically for you, we've, we've danced with kind of this fear of people and and what they'll think and how people are going to react. And, you know, there's some different dynamics for you personally, but honestly, I think that the best thing that you can do again is just honor your desire. Just do the thing that you want to do and say the things that you want to say because actually holding back on those is probably keeping people from coming in. Because I have noticed for myself and for a lot of people, 
our messaging gets unclear when we start to filter through what we what we think we should be or what we think we should be saying, what we think we should be doing, how our, our social media content should look. Like as soon as we start to run ourselves through the shoulds and we're like, okay, I need to like dim this down a little bit or keep that in my back pocket, then it just dilutes our content. It dilutes us and it dilutes your power. So that would be my recommendation there is is just to do it. Does anybody else have something to say here? The one thing that I always tell myself, which I'm continuing to tell myself as I'm kind of making my own shift is like, the more I put of myself out there, the more the right people are going to come through the doors. And like whatever mm-hmm. I align with, if I'm putting that out there, people who are coming in are going to align with me. And so just honestly, like releasing that fear, because if people are turned off, then they're probably not going to mesh with you anyways on like a one-to-one basis regardless. So mm. kind of just surrendering to like your authenticity and really showing up in your own way is always going to bring in the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so important too, I think, to work with mentors that encourage you to be more of yourself instead of encouraging you to like follow what they've done. Because there's a lot of that, like follow this framework or this. And like, I know I don't coach like that. I know any of you that coach that (laughs) are in here, y'all don't coach like that either. So it's just really, really important just to, to be more of yourself instead of less of yourself. So hopefully that's, that answers your question. Any of you guys that incorporate spiritual practices into your business want to throw anything else in? Two things. I'm shifting from online to in-person. I'm pretty sure I have to just pull the Band-Aid off and do the damn thing, releasing the fear of being seen or rejected. But I'm not totally sure how or where to start. Today, I gathered lists, local at-home daycares and local community colleges to send information for professional development. Continue it. Yes. This is so good. I'm so excited about people doing more in-person stuff. Okay. So here's my recommendations. These are some of the things that I've done. Take take what you want. Leave behind what you don't. Honestly, just take messy action. Like exactly what you're doing. If you're desiring to do more things in person, it's something that I did actually just today. So there is... Facebook is great for this. I guarantee you there's a city like Facebook group that has like thousands of people in it. If you can hop on there, I went on there and I said, drop me your favorite local woman-owned businesses. And I've gotten literally hundreds of responses. And I'm going to go to all those businesses and send just an outreach email that introduces me and invites them to CEO Power Hour. Period. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's a place where you can come and connect. So I think that just making a, getting a list of possible places, crafting some sort of introduction of who you are or what you teach, and then just sending it, just sending it, just doing the thing. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be long. Obviously, it doesn't need to explain in depth like a bunch of things, just giving them a brief introduction of who you are and what you teach. And of course, like what you would like, like the call to action to be. I would like to come there and teach you XYZ. Like for you, Adrian, or for you, Sarah, like here's some, a couple of topics that I teach on. Let me know if you want more information, something like that. So yeah, it's, it really is just pulling the bandaid off and, and doing it. And, and the coolest thing happens is like when you integrate these two, these two worlds, right? Like of the online and the in person and you really start to build your community, like in both places. It's so fulfilling for your heart, but also 
one of the coolest things that I've noticed is like, it's such a good release of pressure for your business too, because you know, you are literally always in new rooms, always meeting new people. So like there's always people coming into your world and it's allowed for me to be so trusting about like when I open something or when I have a conversation, like it's going to lead exactly where it needs to without it being like pressury. And that's why like some of you have been in CEO Power Hour before, but that's why I don't do any sort of hard pitching in here. I'll mention certain offers, but like all of you know, like if you want to work with me, you can, we, we have a way to do that. But yeah, I just think that it's really, really cool to just be able to say, you know, here's who I am and here's what I do. And here's, you know, how I could bring that to you or, you know, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, you can play out that worst case scenario of like, what's the worst thing that happens? They don't answer. Okay. They still know your name though. And if they know your name and somebody else, you know, something comes up and it's like, oh, she's the one for that. So I just think it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of magic that happens just from being top of mind for people. And that's why like social media, it's so important for like repetition, 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 repetition. Like, and so I think it's, there's just so much that comes from just being willing to show up and being willing to say, here's who I am and here's what I do. And here's who I am and here's what I do. And here's who I am and here's what I do. And like letting that be enough without it being like, it alleviates so much pressure because you just know, again, like so many people, you're meeting so many people, so many people are coming into contact with you. So many people are learning about you and it just feels really good because we're people and we desire to connect. And that's really what we want. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. So yeah, definitely schools, daycares, just make a list. If you have like a community page and then something else I've told some other clients that are desiring to do like in-person stuff is thinking about you know, hosting some your own event too. Like you may not think that there are people in your community following you, but there are. Like that's the way the algorithm works. There's so many people that are that follow you. And you know, if you can also team up with somebody that is local again, like coming back to collaboration, somebody that like really you guys slightly overlap, that's always really powerful too. And then your next question, speaking up to the naysayers of what my passion is, folks around me who care and love bunches are voicing their concern and dismay for this non-traditional path. It's not safe, et cetera. I love how my post today was, you're traveling a non-traditional path. (laughs) Man, this is like the always recurring question because all of us feel this at some point. And we talked about this actually at the in-person CEO Power Hour on Thursday. And What's really interesting is that I think a lot of times, like we take it as it's something about us, right? Like that's us and what we've been conditioned to as women. But the reality is, is that if somebody is, you know, saying things about what we do, really at the root of that is they just don't understand it because they did things differently. And so that's why we see with a lot of like parents, grandparents, you know, the generations before us, they're like, you can't just have your own business. Like you need to keep the safe job or you need to, you know, take the safe step. And they just don't understand why we're doing what we do. And so I think there's a couple of things. I think there's first is like really not being afraid, like unapologetically stating your mission. Like, I know that you don't understand this, but like, this is what I really believe that I'm here to do. And it's really important for me to do this. So oftentimes when people are 
saying, you know, it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of love and it comes from a place of lack of understanding. And it also sometimes comes from a place of them not fulfilling their own desires, right? To where it's like, you can't do that. Like, why? Because you didn't. So I think it's important to help them to understand by telling them, what is your mission? Why are you here? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you choosing this non-traditional path? What is that? What is choosing that doing for you? What is it doing for them? And help them to kind of see, not in the plate, not from the place of convincing them of what you're doing is okay, because you have to be convinced first, but from the place of, I really would like your support. I know that you don't understand it, but here is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And this is my mission. And I want to help you see the bigger picture. This isn't about a job for me. This is about changing children's education. Like this is a huge fucking mission. It's not like we're not just playing school here. So I think explaining that to them, but also we have to be really, really clear on our boundaries and what is allowed and what's not allowed to be said to us. Because at the end of the day, we choose our path. We choose the things that we want to do. And if somebody doesn't like that, that's okay. But at a certain point, if somebody is saying, you know, you can't do that or you should do this, then it's okay for you to express a boundary of, I love you and we can talk about X, Y, and Z, but we cannot talk about this. I'm hearing that you're concerned for me, but the truth is, is that it's not, it's not helpful for us to have these kinds of conversations. And so we're not going to have them anymore. And sometimes just that in itself to where you can kind of get the relationship in a very clear place of this is what we can talk about, this is what we can't talk about is really, really important especially for your continued success, because we know that like, as you continue to grow, as you continue to get more visible, there's always going to be people coming out of the woodwork. Who does she think she is? Why is she doing this? Whatever. And again, it's because they don't understand it. So expressing your boundaries and then being fully rooted in your mission, because at the end of the day, when you know, like so clearly, like I'm here to create this, I'm here to change the way our children are educated. That is different than like, I'm here to teach kids how to play with sticks. Like, yes, you do that. But like, it's so much fucking bigger than that. Like, but you have the choice of like, what, what level you see it on. But like, if you wake up every single day, how would you move in the world? If you're like, I was put on this earth to change the way our children are educated. It's a little heavier of a crown, I think. Is that helpful? Yeah, it is. A lot of the things that you recommended me saying, I did say uncomfortably <laughs> over the weekend. So we'll see how that goes. But thank you. It's always very helpful. And thank you all you guys too. Yeah. And it's important for counterbalance, right? Like if you have a room where you're unsupported in, put yourself in three that you are supported in. You know, I always think about that. Like the more people that we have in our corner, the better. And then the ones that aren't in our corner, they become smaller. All right. The Zen, like the peaceful, the quietness, the meditation, that's the easiest thing to be like, that's not something that's going to move the needle. But it's also like one of the biggest things that moves the needle. Jokes on us, right? Collaborations with other folks on social media have been huge. All the folks who enrolled in my last offering saw me somewhere else, even else through someone else they trusted. Yes. 
that's huge. That's huge. And that there's something bigger about like collaboration, right? Like when we cross pollinate, it's also us saying like, I believe in abundance. I'm trusting the people who are for me or for me. And honestly, there's a really cool thing that I've been noticing. And, and some of you in here know this is like, let's normalize also like paying our friends for their expertise. Because I have so many clients that like we've worked like my my CFO, for example, like I, she's my CFO, I've coached her, like she does my podcast, like, but I also coach her, like, we all have a different perspective and different expertise. And so sometimes we kind of count out the people that are close to us, or the people that may be in the same industry. Kelly is a great example. Kelly's a fucking phenomenal coach. I did an intensive with her, like, it, it's not because I'm better. Like she knows a lot of shit. I don't know. It's just because she wanted to see what my eyes and my brain thought. So I think there's like, we have to, as women, like dig deeper into that trust and knowing of like, I bring something to the table. They bring something to the table. What could they bring to the table for me? What could I bring to the table for them too? So there's a lot of power in collaboration, like in those intimate connections too. Like, are there people in your actual circle that you're counting out because you're like, oh, I can't charge my friends. The fuck you can. Yes, you can. Even more reason. They value you more. They value you more because they've grown with you, because they've seen, because they know the work that goes into to, to what you do, because they see the heart that goes into what you do. So I think that's another piece of collaboration that that sometimes is missed is that like, we really can lean into trust and we really can lean into like, if somebody comes into that room and is for us, cool. Like I trust every time that I open these doors, like if some, if one of you wanted to go hire somebody else in here, cool. One of you wants to come hire me. Cool. But like, to me, it's just even more of a reason to bring more spaces to where everybody's supported to where people where I get to come and serve because truly this is just really fulfilling for me to be able to help people because I want people to grow and I want people to continue to learn. Kelly, I didn't tell you this, but I'm going through the chat now. I told everybody after we do introductions just to pop over in the chat, a current goal that you have that you would like, you know, my eyes and ears on an obstacle, a struggle, a question, whatever. And so that's what I'm going through now. If you want to pop anything over there. For new clients, talking to more people in the DMs and making those connections to either get referrals or clients themselves. Yeah, Brooke, actually, I hired her. She was a referral from someone for me. Found you on social media. And then we started talking. And I was like, I like her. The only person I've ever hired in my business that I did no other interviews. I met her and I was like, she's it. This is the power of trusting your intuition, right? I did two interviews before her and then... I don't know if I ever told you this. And then I had an interview scheduled for the next day and I canceled it because I was like, nope, my person. Did I ever tell you that? No. Power of trusting ourselves. I think that showing proof of these transformations would warm up other women to make the jump. Potentially speaking on someone's podcast, doing IG Live with someone would open up that space. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's for Sarah. And I I guess uh what I mean by that is just like, if I mean, like we've all struggled with it, but almost seeing like other people open up and talk about something is always like encouraging to me. And so like maybe if there was, whether it's you opening up the conversation or someone else opening up the conversation for you, just like being able to show how like you can have hard conversations and you can do hard things and you can make those transformations possible. I think that's like always really neat to see. Mm. 
Yeah. Have you ever interviewed any of your clients on Instagram? You have two. Yeah, that would be good. And remember, like, here's the thing. Post it again. Share it in your story. Like, I have video testimonials from clients and I'm posting those as videos. And then my very, very, very high-tech strategy is just to reshare them (laughs) frequently. One for the books, guys. Keep it simple. Yeah, but just use using the testimonials. Like it's so funny how we're very interesting. Our minds are like, oh, I need like new. Oh, I've already posted that testimonial twice. It's like, okay. And what about all the hundreds of thousands of people that have followed you since? Or what about? So I think there's just sometimes we need that reminder and that permission of just because you posted it once before. It's the same thing with our messaging, right? If we're not constantly showing up saying who we are, what we do, what it looks like, what it feels like, how you can come in with us. If we're not constantly showing up and repeating that, then how do people know? And that's just the power of repetition. And truly, that's why I'm like, you know, take the... I literally... You guys can look at my social media. I did this today. I wrote a post, posted it, and I took the same caption and I copied and pasted it in my stories. It doesn't need to be hard. It really doesn't. We just want to... It's just like getting yourself in, in as many rooms as possible. Same thing. Like use the freaking stupid algorithm to your advantage and use the same use the same message and spread it through the different things. And also think about repurposing on other platforms too because you know maybe Facebook's your jam or Pinterest or LinkedIn, you know, especially wanting to reach like if you're wanting to work with more have you seen anything specific on LinkedIn that that works well for you? Sorry, I'm Yes, okay. So my yeah, I have a 50-50 split between corporate clients and like who I service on IG. But yeah. basically sharing. So I'll often, I use Forbes a lot, Forbes Women a lot. And I will, so since Mindset's my jam, I'll Google like Mindset. I'll wait for an article to pull up. Like basically a big a big ticket platform that everybody would know of <clears throat> in the PR world. And then I'll take one line out of that share the article and then give my two cents above it. So basically that is, I've spent a shit ton of money like on LinkedIn actually this past year. So basically mm. in a nutshell, once it's optimized, then it's it's more of a resharing for their algorithm platform than it is like a direct. So it's like, you're always like playing off of someone who would be similar, but higher above you, more well-known and then your two cents on what they brought to the market. So you're giving oh, your I love that. twist because no one is going to share mindset exactly how I do. So like, yeah. uh, like literally look for mindset shit, find quotes, play off of it. And then boom, like that's, that's what I do on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's so good. It's so smart. And I think that's a great like strategy for content in general is like, especially for like someone like me, who's a human design generator. Cause I'm built to respond. So like, for me, a lot of my content comes from like a conversation that I'm like, oh, this I'm responding to this. So like figuring out like how to generate your your best way. So I like that a lot. Is like gen- you're generating your response to the article. Such a good idea. Such a good idea. Nice. Um, to I have a two thirty coaching call, but I was happy I could okay. just like, cruise in between here and yeah, yeah, 
We need to go back and forth in the DMs now. I wanted to see see what you were doing. I'll hit you up though. You guys, yeah, yeah. Good. I wish I could hang. Nice to meet All right, you. Bye. Thanks for coming. Okay. She's so fun. So soon to be retired teacher here. Would have loved the things that you were talking about as a part of my teacher preparation. Just had a ton of magic showing up in the room. Okay. I'm just scrolling down to question here. Um, okay. Melissa said, I recently rebranded my offer and I'm now charging more than double what I was initially charging, which was scary at first. But after hopping on discovery calls and being in the DMs, I am confident in my price point. I noticed that the moms I'm attracting are not willing to invest. I'm wondering if I'm attracting the wrong type of clients or if it's just a matter of being patient and still educating them on the need or if there's something internal within myself that is preventing my clients from showing up. I love this question. Okay. So I'm really big on like internal and external execution, right? So like there's an internal shift that has to happen and there's external actions that we can do to make things, to make our desire come true. So when it comes to moms specifically, and this is obviously coming from a mom, when I have talked to a lot of different moms, I have tend to, and not everything is black and white, but it can be really, really challenging because there are a lot of moms that are in kind of that victim mentality to where it's like, I can't because I have this or because I have that. And especially for you, Melissa, specifically because you're teaching them self-love, right? So can you tell me, I want to give you better guidance on this because I know that a lot of moms sit in that seat of like, I can't because... And usually it's time or money, but can you give me some examples of some objections that you're getting? And like, obviously it's probably around time or money and kind of how you're handling them. Yeah. So this is specifically in regards to like, oh, like maybe like in a couple months from now, like now's not a good time or yeah, just the price point. Like they don't react like strongly when I mention the price. Yeah. But then like, I know like that's what's preventing them or like sometimes I'll have like stickers on my stories. Like, are you willing to invest in yourself? And it's like the reaction that they, they respond in the stickers or whatever is kind of like, you know, wide eyed, like blushing face, like, oh, I, I, you know, I never thought about this. <laughs> so it, it's, and, and, and it, it ties in exactly with the self-love, right? Like if they haven't been prioritizing mm. themselves, you know, this is going to be the first time. And then I mentioned the price point, it's kind of like, well, like this is how much this is going to cost. So I mm. focus more on the, the transformation and, you know, what if they don't take action? Like, if in three months from now, their life is still in the exact same place and they're feeling exhausted and burnt out and no time from themselves, like, like what's more valuable, like the investment or not making any changes within their life? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. And this is super common. So I think that it's really important to kind of, like you said, lean heavy on the transformation and pain points like in marketing, they do matter, right? Like it's important for us to know like what 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 is our client struggling with, right? But I do think that there's some people that like, and especially moms, they tend to be like, we're a little more sensitive because we have more on our plate. So you might experiment in your messaging a little bit to what I call kind of zooming out to the bigger picture of what working with you will provide for them 
in relation to like their health, their wealth, and their relationships. So obviously, it's basically taking the opposite of that pain point and then taking it bigger. Meaning that, so what is like one of your, your clients, like biggest pain points that, that you address? Like no time management, don't know how to prioritize. Like they don't have self-care as, you know, a priority, even on the list. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So when they have a better schedule, when they are prioritizing themselves, what would that create for their wealth? what would they be able to do? Their wealth in terms of, well, you're not talking about financial wellness. Like you're talking about like overall wellness. I just want to. I'm talking about, I'm talking about your messaging specifically. What we care about as people is money, health, and our relationships. So all of your messaging should, should share with them bridging the gap of how you are going to improve that. So an example of this would be, Can you explain to them through your content, classes, speaking in your stories, whatever, can you explain to them how taking better care of themselves will make them richer? That's honestly something I have not even considered. Like I was focusing more on their health and their relationships, but never once have I considered to talk about the impact on their wealth. Right. But if we take better care of ourselves, we're more confident. If we're more confident, we're going to ask for the raise. We're going to start the business. We're going to... Those kinds of things. So it's really... This is what I'm talking about, about the zoom out effect. So really leaning in heavy. So if you're already talking about their health, how can you take that bigger? Right? So... And then using specifics from those bigger things, like talking about them being able to you know, not... (laughs) not yell at their kids because I'm sure you talked about this already, but like not yelling at their kids as much. Like I'm still going to yell at my kids no matter how much I take care of myself. <laughs> you know, that's because I have too many kids. But like speaking to those zoomed out things and pulling it back to this is going to make you more successful. Because what we want in marketing is we want to talk about what people want. Then when they come into relationship with us, when they come into a conversation with us, then we give them what they need, right? So you're going to give them, if you were to go to her and say, you know, you need better time management skills so that you can have time for yourself. She's going to be like, I don't have time for that. But if you say, if you say something like you're going to be able to have more passionate sex and make more money, if you work with me, they're going to be like, okay, tell me more. See what I'm saying? Like you have to pull it to the, because, and this is the, this is the internal shift for you is you knowing the power of what you actually create with your coaching. Because it's easy for us to minimize and say, well, what I'm doing is, and, and I've done it even, you know, my, like with, with one of my clients, I was talking to her last week and she's a very successful multimillionaire, big team, all the things. And like we were talking about like, time management and like moving her schedule around and creating white space for a team, like very simple shifts and changes. And she spent the whole call talking about how it was like life changing for her entire office and all this stuff. So I think it's very easy for us to, because we know things and we're like, yeah, that's simple. You just like move this over here. But like those things to to people are like groundbreaking. So I think because of that, we tend to kind of like simplify in our messaging as well of like, you know, yeah, let me help you with your time management. And it's like, 
I don't give a fuck about my time management. Tell me what I can do if I have better time management. So that's my invitation for you is for the external piece in your content, in your messaging, really pulling it to those bigger things of when you take time for yourself, when you learn to love yourself as a mother, what you will be able to do is X, Y, and Z. Like you'll be able to ask for that raise. You'll be able to, you know, share your deepest desires with your partner. You'll be able to go out and, and buy the, whatever luxury item without guilt, like just kind of pulling those things for them that speak to like the things that they want, but they probably don't want to say. And then your internal is you recognizing again, like I was talking about with Adrian, like your mission and like the importance of your work. It sounds silly, but like as coaches, sometimes we forget the impact that our work really has on people and how by having a conversation with someone that could be a simple conversation, we literally change the trajectory of someone's life. Like it's really, really big and like letting yourself feel that impact, which sometimes can feel a little heavy, but you really recognizing like your power and like your badassery and like not being afraid to harness that and saying like, you you speak differently and you show up differently when you feel that because you're like, when you work with me, like this is going to be X, Y, and Z. This is going to be this big fucking huge thing. This isn't just like a little, you know, we're going to buy you a new blue shirt and then you feel good about yourself. This isn't just like getting five minutes for yourself in the bubble bath. And I think if I'm just like throwing ideas at you, speaking to that, because a lot of people are like, oh, self-care for moms. Cool. I get five minutes in a closet while I lock my kids outside my door. Like speaking to the bullshit of that. I've seen some posts that are like really powerful about like five minutes in a bath by yourself isn't self-care. Like it's not self-care is like fulfilling. Speaking to the meaning of like what self-care actually not the the act of it, but what self-care actually is. It's all very really hitting to me too. So I just want to say you're definitely not alone in this. Like I deal with this all the time as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. So is that helpful? What are what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's definitely a shift in like my perspective and my mindset in terms of marketing. So it's just like taking it like a completely different approach. So I think Mm. like I just need to digest it a little bit more and and (laughs) like, okay, well, what am I going to do with this like new download? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I tell a lot of clients that might be helpful for you is take your story and then look at those outer ripples, do the zoom out on yourself. So because you've learned to implement self-care for yourself as a mom, what has that created for your health, for your wealth and for your relationships? And like just journal on that and kind of bring some of that through. And you can use that for your content, starting to tell those stories because we all love storytelling because that's how we relate to people, right? Of like, I was able to, you know, start this business because I, that self-care to me is because I knew I had a bigger mission on my heart. And like speaking into your mission and why you do what you do is always really powerful as well. Is that helpful? Yes. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Of course. We are a little bit past our hour, but I'm so glad that we got to join today. And I hope you guys all got some helpful nuggets. If you have any other questions or you know, want to have a conversation about coaching or anything like that, just let me know. We do this every month online and in person. So obviously, if you're local, 
you can pop into the local one and you will get reminders. So make it t- make make it a point to check your email because you will get reminders for the next ones to give you updated dates and times for those. So thank you guys for being here. And I hope to see you all again. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.